Hey, thank you for listening in to Risky Benefits, a podcast that informs you on all things benefits. We've got a saying around here. Benefits isn't your main business, it's ours. Hey everyone, thank you for listening to Risky Benefits and welcome to this week's episode. Our guest is Chris Jamil with Trusted Capital Group, otherwise known in the market as TCG. Before we get started and get to know a little bit about Chris, however, uh, let me give you an overview of what we will be discussing today. So today we're going to go over financial wellness. We're going to have a discussion around financial education, retirement planning importance. We're going to talk about 401ks, 403bs, 457b, and kind of do an overview of those. And then we're going to discuss COVID impacts on savings and retirement. So there it is. That's what we're going to talk about today to all the listeners out there. And before we do, let's meet Chris. So hi, Chris. Uh, How are you doing? Thanks for coming on today. And tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do for TCG. Sure. Well, thanks uh, for allowing me to be here today. My name is Chris. I live in Austin, Texas, and I'm currently uh, one of the owners of TCG and uh, operate as a chief marketing officer uh, as my day job. I've been with the company about 18 years, started right out of college, really as an entry-level sales uh, retirement representative, and you had the, uh, the good fortune of growing with the firm as the firm continued to grow, done everything from uh, investments to operations, having a, a book of clients, and and now I get to do some more of the, the fun stuff. Chris, before we um, get into today's podcast, I just, now that we're getting to know you, we're going to learn a little bit more about your sense of humor. So in the middle of this podcast, I, I think I've decided that I'm going to actually try to throw a dad joke at you and just kind of see what kind of sense of humor a finance guy has. So are you ready for this? I'm ready. Okay, here it is. If you see a crime at an Apple store, does that make you an eyewitness? <laughs> I give you that was pretty good. Was it? Was it? I didn't. You didn't expect that, did you? I did not. I did not. Okay. All right. Well, there you have it. So, dad joke of the day. Now, Chris, let's let's get into it. So, talk to us. We said TCG. We talked about Trusted Capital Group, and and for those that are listening out there, they may not really know what TCG is, who they are, what they do. Would you mind just giving us an overview of the organization, what services it provides, and kind of how it came about? Sure. So uh, TCG has been around since 1999. It was founded as a consulting firm to really go into organizations, uh, school districts, companies, and expose the the hidden fees that were inside of investment products. And so on the onset, a lot of our early clients would pay us a fee to come in and just review everything and, and tell them what was going wrong. And, you know, eventually that evolved and then to providing more and more services. Uh, so you know, where we sit today, uh, we are a uh, SEC registered investment advisory firm. So we manage both pension plan money, uh, retirement plan dollars, as well as individual clients. So we have a, a private wealth management book of business. Uh, we also are a third party administrator uh, on the retirement plan side. Uh, so we help with you know, all the, all the plans that you mentioned earlier, which were 403B, 457B, 401K, you know, deferred comp and everything of that nature. And then in the last handful of years, we've added a financial wellness and literacy program, uh, which is, it, it's been a passion of mine and, and certainly a passion of our companies to help improve, you know, financial lives uh, as well. So how many years has TCG been around? 21 years since 1999. Well, that's fantastic. So 
let's start with financial wellness. You know, wellness is a big topic these days of conversation, both obviously for physical wellness, emotional wellness, and, and, and financial wellness. And I'm sure that financial stress is a burden in many people's lives. You know, COVID has, has modified not only corporate P&Ls, but personal finance as well. So talk to us about why financial wellness is important to understand. Yeah, I think it's important to understand because it, it impacts everything. It's involved in, in every aspect of our life. You know, we, we've done surveys, we've, we've spoken with our participants, and you look at personal relationships are impacted by financial decisions. That was actually the number one answer that came back on a survey as far as if you are under financial stress, how does it impact you personally? And it was it was those personal relationships. Uh, it causes mental stress, we, which we now you know know leads to physical health issues. And so, it really is at the crux uh, of everything in, in how we feel uh, about ourselves and uh, and operate you know with our family. Uh, unfortunately, what you see is because it's tied back to the family. That's where we learn our financial habits. Uh, that's where we go to if we were struggling. It can really create just a whole dynamic around one person uh, and one person's family if they do have these, you know, these financial struggles because they just don't know any better. Interesting. So I feel like when you talk to somebody, most people would say, hey, I don't feel like I do the best that I could when it comes to my overall financial wellness. I should be contributing more, if at all, to my 401k and I'm not, or I my 403b or whatever my option is at the place where I work. There's a million statistics on the fact that the average family has less than X amount in their in their savings account. I don't know the exact dollar amount, but let's just say it's not much, right? I'm sure you run into a lot of people that aren't financially well, a lot of employers that aren't financially well. What might that even look like? At what point do you kind of as a you know TCG look at somebody and say, man, these these guys need some help? <laughs> well, I mean, I think everybody needs some help. If you, if you really look at it, the way I talk to folks is you, know, you were born, you know, one of three ways when it came to money habits, right? You were either taught good habits by your family, you were taught bad habits, or you were taught no habits. Right. And that's where I think most folks fall into that no habits. One, you're young and you don't understand that the no habit area was actually how I raised. You know, I tell folks, you know, my first credit card was walking across the college campus and picking out Visa because they had the best T-shirt, right? That's that's not really a, a good financial choice. And, you know, when up to 90% of our everyday behavior is based off of habits, we've got to improve folks' habits uh, for them. And, and that is difficult because a lot of times it's not that people are knowingly uh, making bad financial decisions, it's just what they were taught and they're just in that routine. You know, while we all certainly want to think that we're going to think logical about money, when push comes to shove, it's an emotional decision, right? There's so much emotion tied into why we purchase some things or, or what we do around money, whether we're scared to contribute or, or buy life insurance or not buy life insurance or, or whatever that may be. Okay. Well, I mean, Chris, so this is a good segue in, in, into my next question, 
you know, I guess baselining, many people are, are basically saying, man, where, where do I stand? Where am I at? And I know that TCG does a good job of providing some tools. So what financial education tools does TCG supply? Sure. So we do have a financial wellness program. It combines, you know, sort of some online tools, online calculators. Quite frankly, I don't think that's the most impactful. I think the most impactful is when you actually let both your employees and individuals have financial conversations with folks. Because quite frankly, the information is already out there. You can go to Google and find any piece of you know, a financial nugget that you would like to know. It doesn't mean you understand it. it. doesn't mean that you have sat down with somebody and they've actually explained to you Hey, this is you know this is what this means, and yes, it's an option, but it's not the best option for you. You know, our program relies heavily uh, on coaches uh, in that coaching conversation, and that's where I personally feel like we sometimes get lost in the fact that everybody wants to use technology as the solution, and it really shouldn't be that way. You know, the solution be should be having more financial conversations, and then maybe we leverage technology in order to deliver that. You know, Chris, to elaborate on your point, I can't help but bring this up just based on everything going on in the marketplace. I actually learned more about what a short squeeze was <laughs> from an individual online describing it with chicken nuggets. So people are definitely going to the tech space for knowledge and to learn more about things that happen within the financial world that let's just say maybe they weren't so savvy on previously. And with the generation now and with how much of, of the world has become technological, you are seeing a, a lot of people just kind of go and say, well, Google it. What's the answer? You know, to kind of to your point, and, and you're almost losing that person to person conversation. Right. Especially when, you know, if you look at, you know, disenfranchised or underserved communities, it, maybe you or, or somebody in your family can go ask uh, another person that has a good understanding of it. But what do you do if, if you don't have that resource to get, right. to get that explanation? The other thing that, you know, that we have that we're very proud of is in 2019, we actually launched a, uh, a nonprofit public charity uh, called Foundation 99, and it's building economic security for the 99%. We're working with community-based employers to provide this financial literacy and financial coaching into areas that normally you know, wouldn't have access to it. Uh, and for example, one of our clients is, is Austin ISD. And if you look at Austin ISD with about 12,000 employees, you know, over 5,000 of those employees are auxiliary staff, right? It's custodial, it's bus barn, maintenance, transportation. You know, those folks who may not historically have been you know, brought up in a financially stable household sure. or you know, have had access to information as well. And so, you know, that's something that TCG is financially supporting that nonprofit. It's completely separate. Uh, we've got a great board. Uh, we've got individuals there that, have, that are volunteering a lot of their time. It's our way of giving back and being able to go into an area where resources are maybe somewhat limited or are limited and we're, ho we're hoping to at least do what we can to break the cycle of poverty there. And, and it's a vicious cycle that somebody you know, eventually has to step in and you know, break some glass.
Oh, that's fantastic. You know, for the listeners out there, uh, you heard Chris reference Austin ISD. And if you're not in Texas, uh, ISD just stands for Independent School District, a fantastic client to have, which is pretty neat. And very cool what you guys are doing there to, to help raise the level of education in the financial world. I certainly think it's it's necessary across the bar. I mean, you you see professional athletes and you see people all over the the globe that do well financially, but that doesn't mean that they're financially well. And sometimes all we really need is is just a healthy amount of education and helping somebody understand, hey, when you retire, do you realize how much it's going to cost you to live? I mean, some of these basic questions that I know TCG addresses as they go through the process with an individual. Yes, you can look at a spreadsheet. Yes, you can Google a calculator and come up with something, right? But when you start to talk about diversifying portfolios and what should be in my portfolio and risk tolerance, I mean, having somebody to talk with who really understands and can walk you through it is, is just, I mean, it's just, it's very helpful. I hope you don't mind. I, I want to still, you know, what you just said, uh, you know, about you know, doing well financially, but not necessarily being financially well. That, that's a, a perfect way of saying it. And, you know, what we commonly tell folks is, you know, those who understand interest earn it and those who don't pay it. Right. And that's, you know, those are the conversations we have to have with individuals. What are some of the pitfalls to not financially planning? Things that you see, Chris, things that people are going to fall into if they really don't go through this process? I think you have to view retirement as your next journey. And therefore, you have to review retirement planning as budgeting for that journey. Uh, it's not money that's going away. Um, it's you you have a phase of your life that you have to plan for and you have to save for. If you had vacation scheduled, you know, six months from now, you'd start to budget, you'd start to pack for that vacation. I think retirement planning has to be treated the same way because folks aren't working until they can't anymore and then just stopping. Folks are wanting to retire and then go live that second journey. So I think that that's, that's key is you have to view it that way. And, you know, I think that's why having goals are so important. I mean, our uh, behavior is that if we just kind of say, oh, well, it's, it's something, you know, 20 years from now, we have a hard time putting money aside. But if we say, hey, I want to pay for a vacation or I want to pay for a second home 30 years from now, you tend to you know, start putting dollars towards those costs because every dollar has a purpose for you then. So as difficult as it is, start to think about it as if it's a real next stage uh, of your life. Yeah, it's interesting you say that. It's almost like uh, in the safety world, when people are working around loud objects, right? They know they're supposed to put your hearing protection in. And come on, anybody who works in a yard in their house knows probably not a good idea if I run this weed eater right next to my ear without some form of hearing protection. And I think the truth is, is kind of to your point, you don't lose your hearing, generally speaking, that day, right? If, if it's going to happen, it'll happen probably 20 years down the road or wh whatever that time frame is. So it almost seems like it's less of a threat at that time. So thus you justify or rationalize not taking the act of putting the hearing protection in. You know, if it's something that I thought was going to kill me that day, then I'd probably be a little bit better about 
my taking an action to mitigate that risk. So similarly, it seems that the behaviors are consistent when you start to talk about your finances. It's like, hey, listen, I have to pay my rent, so I'm going to worry about that today. But those long-term things where you just put a little bit away every single day, you know, less of a less of a thought for, for many. Um, and so hopefully some of this education and this conversation just helps jar people into saying, you know what, I, I can't ignore this much longer. So we've talked from an employee kind of centric perspective. How might you answer that question on why retirement planning is so important from like an employer perspective? Well, I think from an employer, they have to realize that, I mean, quite frankly, whether it's social justice issues, whether it's benefits, you know, employees are looking towards their employers to be more supportive of issues uh, that impact them. You know, that's very common uh, with the millennial workforce. um, And it's, you know, it's becoming more common as you move up. And so I think that's that's key uh, for sure. Yeah, I think there's also some of the obvious ones like absenteeism, right? And if, if you're a private sector for-profit, you know, company, then certainly that, you know, relates to productivity and, and profit, overall profitability of your firm. Uh, if you're a, you know, a school district, you know, then that relates to student outcomes and making sure your students are getting, uh, are being taught consistently by a teacher, you know, in the classroom. And so, I think that for the employer, it has a lot, a lot to impact. Also, there's the fact that everybody that's in the HR department or the benefits department, you guys are also employees too. And so you're putting in a program that not only helps your staff, but at the end of the day, you know, should help you as well. You know, it's interesting, Chris. And as I think about some of the things I've heard over the last year in particular from different employers, many people talk about, you know, there's defined benefit versus defined contribution, pension plan versus say 401k. If you're an employer and you've historically had say a pension plan and financially COVID hits, the world hits, um, you know, you've got all of these expenses you have to pay, but you're, you're running this liability, uh, which is essentially knowing that you have to pay out these pensions over time and funding this. And that becomes also a component of your budget it gets really hard to figure out how to pay for this stuff when the market changes for the worse or you're having a bad sales year, et cetera. And so you do hear a lot of employers saying, man, can I transition? Is it possible? Like, is it the healthiest thing for the company? What am I doing? And so you do hear a lot of people struggling with such questions and really trying to figure out, hey, man, if if I have another bad year, how, how am I going to keep funding this stuff? And do you, do you run into a lot of that, Chris? We do. I mean, it- the pension plans are, you know, obviously becoming, you know, smaller and smaller, but right. it's certainly an impact, right? I mean, you saw that with, with COVID this year. It was uh, very big for a lot of companies to stop their match for that period. Right. That's certainly one of those, you know, issues that you're kind of you're referring to, which is a near, you're trying to solve near-term issues, but yet you have, you know, long-term goals to focus on. But yeah, we saw matches stop in the 401ks. We saw some of them, you know, come back, you know, fairly, fairly quickly. Uh, the pension plans, a lot of them that we're working with are being frozen, you know, now. Right. Or if you're in the governmental sector, you know, maybe you're an educator or something uh, of that nature, the, the state manages the pension plan, but right. you're hearing more and more struggles there too. So certainly agree with what you're talking about. 
Interesting. What are the basic differences, say, in a 401k plan, a 403b plan, and a 457b plan? And how would you decide which one is right for you? I know some employers have multiple options. Obviously, some don't. But could you just run us through that? Sure. And and you kind of said it. it the you know, the 401k is for private sector, 403b and 457b for the public sector. And so you probably would, you wouldn't have all of those as an option for the most part. Right. But then what I would probably look at if, you know, in every state is a little bit different how they treat 403b plans and who has oversight, and uh, particularly if you're in the, you know, the governmental or the, the school district market, uh, is I would start with, if I have multiple options, uh, looking at the individual uh, investments and trying to figure out, you know, what's the best option for me? Is there a uh, annuity-based, you know, option that's you know, available? Is there, you know, more of an investment fund lineup uh, option, like a mutual fund lineup? You know, we're not the biggest fans of, of using annuities for uh, all of retirement options. And so, you know, we tend to lend more towards the low cost, you know, index passive based options, or if you have like a Vanguard or, or something of that nature, that's you know, typically a little cheaper to, to get in and manage. Uh, but it really then comes down to, you know, what are your distribution options? And if you're somewhat limited, uh, if you sign up for a retirement account, but you can't get the money until you know, later in life when you're trying to access it sooner, yeah, I think you really have to plan ahead for those, those distributions. Uh, and how you want to you know take the money out in the long run. Interesting stuff. I mean, you know, the funny thing is, is I, as somebody who works within this space, I always have to check myself. Okay? Like when I start to talk about these things, I forget what most people do or don't know. And even down to the basic level of I say 401k and it just comes off my tongue. And I know if you work at an employer, most of them are going to say, hey, do you want to participate in the 401k plan? But I take for granted that maybe people don't realize that that's, a section of the IRS code, you know, there is, it's essentially 401k where it's a pre-tax benefit as defined by the internal revenue service. And this is where they break down essentially how it works. Um, so if you're listening and you know, you're just sitting there thinking like, why do they use numbers and letters? Well, that's why, you know, to Chris's point, certain ones were designed for certain types of organizations. And as you just heard, each one operates beats to its own drum, if you will. And and there's a lot of underlying components that you would need to know in order to pick which one is right for you. And that's where TCG comes into play, Chris, right? Helping people make those types of decisions. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you you said the IRS isn't known for its creativity. So uh, those aren't just the, the codes. But I think you have to think of it as whether it's, you know, whatever the number is of the code, you know, that's really the shield that protects you from taxes. Yeah. But there's also the underlying investment that you have to choose and spend, you know, just as much time, if not more, you know, understanding what it's in. Cause I have conversations with folks all the time and regardless of the tax code, you say, well, are you saving for retirement? Oh yeah. You know, I'm putting money in my 401k. Great. What's it in? I, yeah, it's in I don't know. 401k, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that thing that my employer gives yeah, me. Come on. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, it certainly can be. It can be confusing for sure. No, that's that's good. So, have you seen changes in the way people are preparing for retirement or saving in general since COVID hit? I mean, what are you seeing out there, Chris? Yeah, we are, and I think 
what we've all just gone through and, and understood is everyone has been impacted by a financial shock. These aren't just thinking about, well, something could happen to me, maybe in the future one day, or I'm good, I don't have to worry about it. Everybody just got hit with a financial shock. Everybody you know, was personally impacted. We've had webinars with you know, thousands of people attending to learn about unemployment uh, insurance and, and the unemployment benefits. And all of these folks were active employees at the time, but yet they still attended to learn about unemployment. And so I think it really scared a lot of folks into, uh, I gotta take a second and look at this. And you know, whether it was earlier in the year, we were having a lot of conversations about you know, propelling people forward, uh, about making sure they were financially well and you know, taking them to the next level. And I think where we've seen a lot of our conversations you know, recently have certainly been around, how do I fix the situation that, where I feel like I've regressed over the last nine to 10 months? And maybe I'm not as stable uh, as I thought. So it's been interesting conversations, but you know, everybody's wanting just to, I think regardless of those who planned very well and those who didn't, and I'm talking employees and employers to, to your point on the pension plan earlier, everybody's just starting to kind of reassess and, and think a little bit more about where they are and, and how well they're positioned. Okay. I, I generally reserve, Chris, for the end of our podcast, just kind of a, is there anything else that you would like our listeners to know? What do you have? Yeah, I, I would like them to know that there's a, a large portion, if you're the employer, uh, a large part of your employees that are ignored by financial services companies. And all too often, financial services companies have have nothing to do but just sell them commission-based products without really addressing the need. Whichever way you're looking at, if you're looking at being a, a responsible employer or just being a competitive employer, it's taking care of those folks who, who necessarily can't take care of themselves. That creates a lot of loyalty to the employer, but ultimately it helps the person. And I think that's why everybody, you know, is, is doing what they're doing that, you know, listens to uh, your podcast with your company and, and, you know, with TCG is you really have to believe that you're helping people and you can't just treat that as a, as a saying or a mantra. Uh, you really do have to feel good about improving people's lives because it gets it gets crazy out there. You got to have that that guiding light, that north star, to keep you pointed, you know, in the right direction. That's awesome. Well, Chris, thank you very much for coming on today. It was great learning about TCG and what they offer. So, yeah, thank you very much. Absolutely, thank you. And thank you to the listeners. Thank you so much for coming. And you can find us and subscribe on any podcast app. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Risky Benefits. If you're interested in learning more, please visit www.fbmc.com. We hope you'll join us next time on Risky Benefits.